Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line. Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line. Today's guest is Dawson Church. He's a science writer, researcher and integrative health director. And we're going to be talking about how science and neuroscience impact consciousness and how we can really use this to improve our life and career. So Dawson, welcome to the show and thank you so much for coming on. Anna, it's a real pleasure, and I think we'll have a fruitful dialogue about how consciousness can dramatically improve the bottom line. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> so can I start, because a lot of people just really don't know anything about it, anything about the link, but the impact of neuroscience and our brain on the way we react and we process emotions and situations, for me, that's really fascinating but I know a lot of people don't really know much about it. Can you give us some examples of this? Absolutely. And the interaction of multiple systems in our body is fascinating. So we're, we have redundant systems. We have our genetic system. And when we affect the expression of genes, that's epigenetics. And so I wrote a book called The Gene in Your Genes about this phenomenon. And the uh, number of studies, over 100 studies now, showing that our emotions are... Uh, our, our consciousness has a dramatic effect on gene expression. Simple example is if I am stressed, it's not in the mind. It literally triggers the production of cortisol molecules. And so now I have higher cortisol, I have higher adrenaline. In turn, that degrades other cognitive functions. And so our thoughts are literally shifting the molecular patterns in our, our bodies. There's epigenetics, there is hormones and neurotransmitters, and then neurologically, the way our brains fire and wire is very, very different. The person who's calm, the person who's, who, who's feeling inner peace, the person who's centered and balanced, that person has really low activation of structures like the limbic system of the brain. And that's the emotional brain, the memory and learning brain. And that also produces, when you're calm, a flood of blood carrying with it nutrients and oxygen to your prefrontal cortex, the cognitive executive brain. So the calm person has much more blood flow there. I have a cool little animation in one of my, one of my websites, and it's, a, it's based on electron microscopy showing the impact of cortisol on blood flow to the prefrontal cortex. And the cortisol hits, the adrenaline hits the, the, the bloodstream, and those capillaries carrying blood to your prefrontal cortex contract by 70%. So now you have far less blood flowing to your executive centers and your, 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 your whole brain function, that part of the brain degrades because blood's being forced into your muscles for fight or flight. So neurologically, hormonally, our bodies are being affected dramatically by our sense of inner peace, our sense of, of whether we are, are, are feeling calm, whether our emotions are under control, whether we regulate, our, our emotions, or as they are for most people, high stress is producing real shifts in their cognitive function, their brain wave patterns, and also their hormones and neurotransmitters. So it's powerful to get a handle on yeah. your consciousness and then your biology. Huh, that's incredible. Because, I mean, if you do manage to understand that and to, to look after it better, Presumably that can change the difference completely between whether we react in a stressful situation at work or whether we manage it better 
um, and our whole positivity and things like that. Yeah, that's where the whole field of emotional intelligence has become so important in the last 30 years. We know that we want people with high IQ in business, but if you have high EQ, if you can manage your emotions, that emotional regulation part of the brain is vital. And we find in people, for example, who meditate, the emotion regulation part grows quickly. In my book, This Brain, I have a case history of a top-rated TV show host called Graham Phillips. And he has a show called Catalyst in Australia. And he decided, he heard about meditation, thought it was really far out, but he decided to go and do an eight-week meditation course. But he took his whole crew into a high-performance lab and had his brain analyzed before he did his eight weeks of meditation training. And so they measured the, the volume of each part of his brain. And then he began to meditate, and he found that after just two or three weeks, he had less triggering at work. He had less road rage. He was much calmer person. After eight weeks, he went back into this neuroscience lab. They measured his brain again. And the volume, this is the actual amount of tissue in a part of the brain that regulates emotions. It's called the dentate gyrus, right in the, in the back of the center of the, hippoc of the hippocampus, in the center of the brain that regulates emotion brain-wide. Yeah. The, the volume of tissue in his dentate gyrus in eight weeks grew 22.8%. So now he has 22% more neural tissue to regulate anger, annoyance, upset, frustration. Now he's a much calmer person and is a much better manager. So these practices translate directly into effectiveness at work. I think that's fascinating. I mean, I started meditating about five years ago, I suppose, six years ago, maybe. And before that, as I was telling you before, um, I was like, no, 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 meditation, hippie, woo-woo, crazy, not for me at all. But I had one of my clients, he was the, the head of a national television channel. And so he had a really stressful job. I mean, really, really. Um, and he said to me, the only thing that kept him sane and the only thing that kept him able to manage to keep calm was every morning he meditated every evening he meditated. Now, I nearly fell off my chair because he was the least meditation type person I would ever have imagined. And he said, no, Anna, it is amazing. You must do it. It changes everything. And I was like, yeah. all right, because he said it, I'll try it. Um, and it really makes a difference. I find with stress, with problems, with emotional upset, you know, any kind of dramas, um, I feel much calmer in general. So my reaction is less extreme. Um, and even just a good day, a bad day or whatever, it's almost like I can let it wash over me, whereas before it would have hit me in the face. Um, I know that the problems are there. I know that I've got to do something about it, but it's more like, okay, well, I've got to do that. I'll get round to it. Instead of, ah, shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> it, it really it makes such a difference. And I think everybody should meditate. <laughs> yeah, that ah, reaction doesn't help. It just degrades your function and you yeah. make less good decisions because, again, less blood flow to your prefrontal cortex. And yeah. what is fascinating about business studies, like McKinsey Consulting Group did a 10-year study of high performers and they found that people who are in these meditative flow states, yeah. they self-assessed whether they were more productive or less productive when they were in flow. And they 
in that 10 year study of high performing business people, they said when they're in those states, they're five times as productive. That was their self-assessment. Other studies show that people are much more creative when they're in those states. Yeah. And a study by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency in the US, and they were the people studying all kinds of performance enhancing techniques in the, when the Soviet Union and the US were in the middle of the Cold War. Uh, DARPA is a really advanced, leading edge organization. And they found that when people are in these states, that they have a five-fold increase in problem-solving ability with difficult problems. So you're trying to deal with these employee conflict at work, your market strategy, your positioning relative to your competitors. These are all really complex problems. They're not two plus two equals. So what happens when you're in these, these states? Your problem-solving ability goes up 500%, according to that, that DARPA study. You need this to, to have, have, a, have a, uh, a really um, effective presence at work, and it all springs from that hour of meditation in the morning. Incredible, incredible. I know I do yoga in the morning as well. I do yoga in the morning, meditation in the evening. But yoga, because I'm just sort of in a flow almost when I'm doing yoga, I think it's a sort of semi-meditative state anyway, because I just go from one to the other and it's so peaceful and I don't think and brilliant. I love yoga. So, <laughs> but I know reading about, I mean, because I've read through some of your books and in one of them, you talk about how the brain creates what we think of as objective reality. Um, can you explain more about this? And also, can we channel this to promote a more positive way of processing and managing challenges? Absolutely. And yeah, the old model was that our brains became more complex over the course of evolutionary development. If you look at the brain of a dinosaur or a lizard today, it's a very simple brain. It just governs things like reproduction and movement. It does those things really well, which is why the hind brain, the reptile brain, has remained almost unchanged over the course of 400 million years. So yep. those that it handles those things superbly. Now, on top of that, we have the mammalian brain. On top of that, we have the, uh, the primate brain. And so we're, we're, we have these three sets of brains. As you develop those brains, as you are able to really manage your, your whole neurological functioning effectively, your, your whole um, approach to the world changes. Like for example, you mentioned that yoga feels as though you're really in flow when you're doing that. And we find that the, the part of the brain called the mid prefrontal cortex really down regulates when you're doing something like yoga and so you now have this quiet part of the brain that in, in turn boosts your sense of well-being it also boosts all kinds of immune function and um and cell communication and cell rejuvenation hormones so that state yeah. of flow is going to really affect you positively yeah. uh, another study by harvard a woman called a brilliant researcher called Teresa amagale found that if you do that in the morning so now you've done your yoga or you've done your meditation, you're entering that wonderful feeling flow state. Now you have enhanced brain function for 48 hours. So I just wanna stress how high leverage that hour is because you now have better brain function for 
two days after you enter those states. And so it's going to really affect your career, your business, your ability to relate to other people, your emotional intelligence. All of those things change when you're entering these states. And so they're, they're highly relevant for, for people who, especially who are, who, are, who are busy, who have high-pressure lives. It's even more important to meditate, do yoga, do qigong. And if I, I mentioned in the book, I mentioned seven different kinds of meditation. It doesn't yeah. matter which one you do, but pick one, stick to it. That's incredible because I, I know I'm reading Bliss Brain at the moment, and in that you're talking about flow states and how they remodel the brain and you remodel the brain for happiness. So, is that linked? I mean, with these flow states, can well, what are they basically? And can we retrain our brain so that I mean, you can never take away the negative. You can never take away the stress. It's just a fact of life. You have to live with it. You have to accept it. Nothing is perfect. But can it help us retrain our brain so they we look at the more positive side of it or the least stressful side of it so that we don't automatically react negatively, but we do a more zen way so we feel they're less stressful i mean is there a way of using that i don't think i was very clear with my question but i hope you understand what i'm trying uh, to say <laughs> you know, we, we get better over time and we do remodel the brain yeah. and so the the pace of brain remodeling is also pretty quick for certain regions like that dentate gyrus the part that graham phillips yeah. remodeled in just eight weeks so parts of the brain grow really really quickly and then, yeah, we do become much calmer because if you have more neural tissue in that part of the brain, then you are more able to handle negative emotion. You have yeah. far more ability to handle anger and yeah. upset, all of the stresses of everyday life. We all have those stresses, but yeah. if you have enough tissue to handle them, then you're a much more calm person. And that really starts to show up in the rest of your life as well. So again, more productivity, creativity, problem-solving ability. And then you discover that consciousness, we used to think about, about consciousness as being this this artifact of a complex brain. So we used to have these simple brains. Now, over the course of evolution, we have complicated brains. And mm -hmm. then suddenly, at some point, we were conscious. But mm -hmm. what research actually shows is consciousness is more like a field. And we draw information. We, we actually draw it in using our brains. And then we use that information we draw it in from larger fields to mm -hmm. then affect the world around us. And we affect it dramatically from that calm state. And it's interesting to look, for example, at the at the uh, research into people who are really good manifestors. Like mm -hmm. I'm a member of an author's club and I, I get to hang out with people like Don Miguel Ruiz and Jack Canfield and John Gray and all these amazing authors. So I, I spend time with them. Sometimes we hook these high performers up to EEGs and look at their brain waves mm -hmm. and we measure what's going on with them. And I've done some work comparing them to low performers, people who have aspirations, they have ambition, they have... Uh, all the tools, they have all the desire to accomplish things, and they fail. And yeah. what's the difference between these high performers and those that have all those aspirations and can't manifest? It is coherence. We find that the high performers have highly coherent brain waves. Their theta waves and their delta waves and their alpha waves are all moving in sync with each other. People who aren't good manifestors have really scattered brain function, brain waves, non-coherent brain waves. And so this really affects our ability to manifest our dreams, manifest what we, we want. The, the person who educates themselves stays calm and then makes a big difference in the outside world because now for 48 hours, they have increased 
problem-solving ability. They can now bring that to work and do all kinds of things on the outside level as a result of that inner work that the person who isn't coherent is not able to do. So again, this is our, our big leverage point. We definitely shift the world outside of ourselves in dramatic ways when we pay attention to our inner state. That's incredible. So me doing my yoga is definitely pushing me in the right direction. Because Absolutely. It's- Dramatically okay. so. Yeah. Right. I will definitely continue. Um, I became a yoga teacher because it makes me feel so good and so relaxed. So I thought the more people that can learn about it, the better. So I'm definitely on a mission with business people to get them doing yoga <laughs> and meditation, obviously. But Yes. Yeah, so, yoga is called meditation where you move your body too. That really, exactly. the movement style is necessary. Some people need to dance, they need to do qigong, they need to have a lot of body set, body postures. That really helps them get, get in that state. Other people, they can sit quietly without yeah. the need for that. So it just depends what works for you. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just wanted to ask you, what do you recommend as the most effective way to use neuroscience and brain remodeling so that we can really better manage our our pressure and our demanding careers and things like that because most of my clients most of this audience they're business people they really enjoy their careers well a lot of them enjoy their careers not <laughs> uh, but they would just like to yeah. have a bit more peace and quiet and be able to channel in a better way so that man- they manage the pressure better um, and they keep energized and they keep a positive spin on their mindset. What do you recommend? What's the, the most effective way? Because obviously with neuroscience, it's what you do. You're a researcher into neuroscience. So you can give some really good tips on what us as lay people can do to help get a better result. There are two things I teach primarily. And one is meditation, which yeah. sets this baseline of well-being under each day. The second one is EFT acupressure tapping, which is acupressure stimulation using tapping on acupuncture meridians. And what that does is releases stress really quickly. So there are over 100 clinical trials of EFT showing it drops anxiety and depression really quickly. And also it's effective. An EFT uh, energy balancing session takes about two minutes. So you do it really, really quickly. So you want to have the baseline of meditation to set yourself up and frame your day for well-being. And then you want to have a really quick technique. Might be breathing, might be EFT tapping, might be grounding. There are about 30 techniques I talk about, but the the EFT technique is so quick. I have people do that as their basic basic stress reduction um, reset button to bring themselves back to that, that that pattern of well-being so you want to do those two things for yourself set the ground of being through meditation and then have something you can use when you get a disturbing email have an interaction with someone else that isn't very supportive and then quickly get yourself back to that so those are the those are the two two things i recommend people doing we show like in one clinical trial i did we have people doing them for a week intensively at a retreat center and in that, in that week, their baseline of cortisol, this is the stress hormone, master hormone, turns on genes, turns on other hormones. So it's a, it's, it's a, at the start of a whole cascade of events in your body. Their, their, their baseline cortisol in that week dropped 37%. 
That means they're 37% less stressed in just one week of, of, of practicing this. That, again, that sets them up for much better functioning and much greater health. You look at the health of people doing this, their, their, their lifespan, their health span is, 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 is better. And they are able to control their negative thinking. They are able to suppress all of those unruly really emotions. Yeah. Then they're in a positive mindset to lead their teams effectively and in a good direction. And their health is better over time. One recent study looked at Alzheimer's plaques, beta amyloid plaques, tall plaques that accumulate in the brain yeah. and are associated with Alzheimer's disease. If you have these plaques, they're like tarry sludge and you, the signals can't get through them in your brain. And of course, in Alzheimer's, they build up over time. Eventually, you lose your memory, your body shuts down and you die. Horrible death. And so um, the researchers looked at the, all the risk factors for Alzheimer's in, in a large group of patients using non-invasive brain scans. And what yeah. they found was the single largest contributor to the buildup of beta amyloid and tau plaques in the brains, Alzheimer's plaques, was negative thinking. It was more important than lifestyle, smoking, uh, drinking, genetics, any, it, that one factor, negative thinking, trumped all others and the, it scaled. The more negative thinking you did, the greater the buildup of beta amyloid plaques in your brain. So you are just now more productive at work and a much better leader because you can regulate your emotions. Yeah. Now you're much healthier in the moment and you have a much longer health span and lifespan. So you are doing yourself and everyone around you a huge amount of good by doing these emotional regulation and stress reduction techniques. I had no idea regarding Alzheimer's. Oh, incredible. And EFT is um, tapping, right? It's, you know, this... Um, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had someone who taught me that a few years ago and I really enjoyed it, but I think she only gave me a couple of sessions and I never found anywhere to keep doing it. So you have that on your website? So on our website, we also have a new app where this is really super cool. You can actually do a session with a trained clinical EFT certified practitioner on demand. You download the Stress Solution app, you go on there, and there are practitioners who are there and they'll just tap with you day or night when you have performance anxiety, when you have a bit of stress buildup, they'll just tap with you live. They're literally there on your phone or on your device. And it's it's really cool having a lot of people do that now. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're coming to the end. Thank you so much for all of that. Can I just ask you one last thing, putting you right on the spot here, any final piece of wisdom or key strategy that you think we should keep in mind to help us going forward? Put your own mental and physical well-being first. You can't do good in the world if you're tired, if you have low energy, if you're sick, if you're exhausted. Put yourself first. Plan your day, your week, your year around your needs. Like, for example, I take a week off a month and go away and do a retreat. And you may think that's impossible. But again, think of those studies showing five times the productivity from doing that. I'm getting way more done in the remaining three weeks than I used to get done in a month before. So put yourself first, prioritize your well-being. And pushing yourself usually makes you less productive. It actually, well, I don't want to get into the neuroscience, it would take me to five hours. But anyway, just believe me, 
put yourself first, love yourself, care about yourself to really nurture your own well-being. And then you'll be a better leader. You'll be more balanced. You'll bring a sense of humor to your work. And so then life becomes a joy. We were meant to play at work. Work is just basically this wonderful chance to get out there in the world and create things and do things and succeed and fail and learn from it all. It's just a blast being either having your own business or working in, in a team. I mean, you can have so much fun doing that. That's what you're meant to do. But it all comes from giving yourself a nurturing inner environment first so that's what i recommend set aside that time for meditation for time off for what it takes to keep you functioning at peak then you'll have a much better life and we know a much healthier one brilliant thank you dawson that's absolutely fabulous it's so so interesting and i'm sure because there's so much you've said and we've really rushed through it so I'm sure people are going to, put to it's just, you know, it would take years <laughs> trying to give a brief idea of some of the benefits. Where yeah. can people get in touch with you? Um, I know the book that I've read is Bliss Brain, which I love. I've dived into a couple of bits of your other ones. So where can people find your book and how can they get in touch with you to find out more about tapping, about, you know, all the other things you've mentioned? Yeah, so you can get BlissBrain at BlissBrain.com, and there are also eight meditations that you get there free, which yeah. which operationalize this. And so get the meditations, get the book at BlissBrain.com. That's one place you can go. Also, for our, we have one of the biggest alternative medicine websites on the internet. So we just get hundreds of thousands of visitors there, yeah. and go there, and you can search for anything you want, including business. Uh, ideas for applying this in your life and that that you can get there easily through just my name dawson yeah com, and there you'll get the eft tapping manual you'll get a link to our meditation program all of it for free so go to blissbrain.com for the book dawsongift.com for the tapping manual and then to download the app just go on the app store stress solution and you will then have access to a practitioner and a whole bunch of other resources there too Brilliant. Thank you. That's excellent. Dawson, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure to listen. I've learned so much. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been fun for me too, Anna. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing this with your audience. I'm so glad that they're here because we're all making this commitment to our well-being by sharing this information. So thank you for being a catalyst for doing that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you everyone for coming and listening. I hope you enjoy it. Don't miss going to Dawson's website to all of the places that he's told you, Bliss Brain, etc., because it really will help you. I'll also put the list of all the links on the bottom of the page. So if you're listening, you're going to have to listen again. If you're actually watching, then you can find it on the page. And see you all again very soon. Don't forget to meditate. Take care. Bye.